My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Welcome to Walker Retail Did it say Ranger. Welcome to? What's up, everybody? I'm I hit Walker, record, also known as Retail Ranger. No, we're not. This yeah, podcast is about my personal That's what this means experiences when I do the hand from working in the retail industry for over 35 years. Well, Each week, we'll discuss Sorry. a different well, topic about life as a retail ranger. We hope you enjoy listening. All right, sh- Let's do this. Now it's time for Walker Retail Ranger. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It's uh, Sunday, June 5th. This is uh, episode 26 of the Walker Retail Ranger podcast, and I'm getting the eye from Liz. How you doing, Liz? Great. Well, we didn't do anything embarrassing on that. Well, I did the hand signal. Well, that usually means you're going to bed. <laughs> well, I, yeah, but I didn't do the swirly point oh, point. Uh, anyways, uh, so it is uh, a pretty important day today. It is Mark Wahlberg's birthday. Yay. I'm often mistaken. It's either, but uh, for him, it's either Brad Pitt or Mark Wahlberg when I'm walking down the street, and uh, usually we have to get security. <laughs> All right. So it's also a hot air balloon day. Speaking of hot air, right? Yes. That was pretty good. Uh, it is also Veggie Burger Day. Uh, but to counteract that, it is also Sausage Roll Day. Mm. So that cancels that out. Okay. Which brings us to, and this is bizarre, National Gingerbread Day. Don't you think that would really? be later? I would think that would be around the holidays. June. <laughs> I'm thinking of gingerbread. No. <laughs> no. No, not at all. It's uh, World Environment Day. Okay. And it is also National Moonshine Day, which we are not drinking moonshine. No. No. But it's funny because last week, uh, last Sunday was uh, Learn How to and Compost Day, right? Right. And I think we Jedi'd ourselves. Uh, we did. Because out of the blue today, what did we start talking about doing? Making a compost bucket. And and we we started. Yep. So uh, I think I think we kind of did that. It's kind of exciting. Yeah, it is. I can't wait to have something stinky sitting outside the door, <laughs> um, other than myself. So hey, a listener actually emailed us a link to another heritage apple farm. Oh. Apparently, oh, what the heck was that? All right. Uh, apparently, it's a growing hobby. See what I did there. Really? Yeah, growing. Gotcha. So, yeah, he actually sent me the link. It was pretty cool. I pulled it up. It's actually Century Farm Orchards in Reedsville, North Carolina. And I just want to read this little thing about them. They're a small family-owned and operated nursery specializing in old southern apples. The North Carolina Department of Ag has recognized this farm as having remained in their family for over 100 years, hence the name Century Farm Orchards. But the cool part is they are helping to preserve apples that were once widely grown in the southern U.S. from the 1600s to the early 1900s. Oh, my gosh. I swear. That sounds like a road trip. That would be cool as heck to go down there at some point. I'm going to figure out how far away that is from here. But I thought that was really cool. That is. So. had no idea. So life around our little ranch. um, After last week's episode with me versus the Japanese Hornet, (laughs) you took it upon yourself to do some uh, interwebbing. And you came up with a uh, Japanese hornet trap. Well, I'm not sure if it worked. I haven't been out there. Well, I was scared crapless bringing it out there. I'm not going (laughs) to lie. Because if this thing's really working, I'm going to be like the Pied Piper of Japanese hornets. They're going to be following me. You know, they don't sound that friendly. No. But 
um, I went out to check it today. It's been a week. Right. Um, and I was too scared to hang it, so I kind of had it sitting on an old stump <laughs> back there in the back corner of the yard. Yeah. And when I checked it today, I didn't see any Dang. hornets. But I did see mother growing in there. You know how like that apple cider vinegar? That's probably that little piece of watermelon I stuck in there. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, I thought, well, it looked very ghostly, like <laughs> transparency, Caspery ghosty. So, well, anyways, I moved it to yet another stump closer to where the uh, the mean guy was last week. So we'll see. Oof. Well, they say, and I mean, I looked it up online. So it's got to be true. If you, yeah, if you kill a Japanese hornet, they send out like these, yeah, yeah, some kind of pheromones, pheromones or something, yeah. and it it tells other Japanese hornets, hey, there's danger. There's I just danger. got moited. I just and got then whacked. They will come and check it out. The boys. So it's like you killed my brother. Yeah, that was pretty good. Was so, that, was that James Cagney? Yeah, Southern James Cagney. Oh, all right. <laughs> you killed my brother. <laughs> Excuse me. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> We need to have a little tagline that says, Liz was right. So we were talking about the eggshells last week, and you were having a hard time, and you said maybe there was too much calcium. You were correct, because I had to go buy another bag of feed, and I took a picture of the bag that we had, and the it was a blue little note on there that said, calcium enriched. So I need to mark this on the calendar. I, Whew, I was right. June 5th, 2023, we'll celebrate. <laughs> Liz was right day. Um but anyways, I got the regular mix this time, so hopefully the egg shells will be a little bit more uh, conducive to cool. to hard boiling. So that was kind of cool. Uh, we also talked about the uh, the one potter, which sounds kind of illegal, but it was actually the Instapot is the word we were looking for last yeah. week. So that was kind of cool. Can do a little clean up there. So like today, the house smelled very Italian, like. I know you you did something with garlic and boom the whole we had to open doors. Yeah, it got really literally had to open the front and back door. Really fragrant. So what are you making today? My stomach's getting ready to growl. You might pick this up on the mic, so be careful if you hear it because I'm psyched about what we're having for dinner tonight. We were talking about you know not wasting things, and yeah, repurposing things. Yeah. So I decided to go through and clean out the vegetable drawer, okay. which I had some stuff in there I needed to use, right. and it just happened to be. Stuff I can throw in spaghetti sauce and pizza. Okay. So we're having pizza tonight. All right. I've got to make the crust and all that. But, um, you know, the spaghetti sauce, we can use that on zucchini boats. It's a great idea. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think you said you, you've tried, you're trying a new pizza crust recipe. Because last couple homemade pizzas you've made, you've nailed it. Well, the first one was really good. The second one was okay. Because yeah. I kind of did something different. It's pizza. It was good. This one should be less time consuming because okay. you don't have to wait for it to rise. I mean, it's got yeast in it. Right. So we'll see. So I got a question. And I don't know if we brought this up before, but is it cheaper to make your own pizza than it is to buy them? I think so. I mean, if you go the route we're going. Well, yeah. I, I guess mean, if you're using the chopped method and using whatever's in your kitchen. Right. That's actually a good point. But if you go out and bought all the ingredients, it wouldn't necessarily be cheaper. It'd just be better because obviously it's homemade, right? I still think it would be cheaper. Yeah, maybe. I, I mean, I really do, because pizza is kind of expensive unless you have coupons. Good call, which everybody needs to be looking at those right about I now. I know. Uh, gas went up another 20 cents out here yeah, uh, overnight. That. Thank you very much. Uh, you're also working on making a savory bread pudding again, right? Aren't you kind of Yes, that's a part of my cleanup, too, was 
I had some stuff I needed to use. So we had those onion rolls that we had hamburgers on yep. last week. So cut those up into cubes with some hot dog rolls I need to do something with. All right. And I fried up some sausage and bacon. Ugh. So it's all in a bag. I'm going to put it in the freezer. And okay. then when I'm ready to cook it, I'll take it out, let it thaw, mix up the egg and milk, some cheese. Fresh egg. Oh, and... Um, shredded hash browns. Oh my I've goodness! Got some of those I need to use. Is that going to be in there? Yes, like in the bottom. So it's going to be like a breakfast casserole thing. Yeah. Oh my god! So take that uh, sausage roll day. <laughs> We're going to have oh, yeah. savory sausage breakfast <laughs> day someday. So uh, farming update. Oh no! Wait. Before I get to that, uh, I do want to cover this. Uh, Burder was the case that they gave me. It was a song. Well, actually, it was murder. Was the case. I thought you said burger. Burder, B-U-R-D-E-R. We're having we were having a lot of birders happening around here with uh, the cats handling the the birds. Oh, okay. All right. Sometimes she doesn't see the notes before the show, folks. Cool. And, uh, I never see the notes. All right. Here's a scoop. He we likes to found, surprise me. We found a double shepherd hook today, and we installed that in the front yard and moved the bird feeders away from the house. So hopefully. We don't have to look at the welcome mat and, and scan our cats before we let them in the house anymore. Because I, I swear, every time I go, if the cat's at the door meowing to come in, I, we can't just open the door immediately. You have to look and make <laughs> sure there's nothing around that they're going to try to bring in because they're pretty sneaky. But we've had a decent week. I think there was one bird. One, yeah. So hopefully after... The, and a lizard. Well, no, that was lizard was last week. No. Oh, oh, no, there was another yes. lizard. You're right. Yeah, Morpheus went crazy with lizard. He was throwing lizard. it up in the air. Like he just don't care. <laughs> so farming update obviously we've been growing potatoes now they are looking fantastic yeah. and around that it's a little 50 gallon rubbermaid bin is what it is like very heavy i bought it at a uh at a tractor supply actually so it's like really that thick black plastic it's not like just a regular rubbermaid tote you buy at walmart right. on the shelf but uh we've got Potatoes grown in there. They're about a foot tall now. I swear. It, it's crazy good. That was so fast. And then I've got lettuce. I planted lettuce seeds around that, around the perimeter of it. And those are just sprouted. So we're going to use the lettuce, obviously, for our purposes. But I figured that'd also be a cool little treat for the chickens, yeah. which would be neat. Um, so we got inspired and bought another one and set it up last week where we've got cantaloupe in it, right? Mm-hmm. And then we put onions around the outside, like little, so we can get scallions and onions out of yeah. it. But big news, the cantaloupe have sprouted today. That's amazing. So now, and I did read, they do take up a lot of space. So we're going to have to really like manage those. Might have to get another pot or two to put those, maybe a, a plant or two in. But Well, looking up online, you know, you see so many things on YouTube, how to do it. And, right. You know, separate the seeds from the... The, the goop. The goop. <laughs> And, you know, make sure they're dry. And one lady said, just throw it in there. Just throw it all in well, there. Well, that's how it did in nature. Like, if it would rot, hold on, pause. There we go. <laughs> well, I just didn't want to make it sound weird. <laughs> but uh, by drawing attention to it, probably really didn't make it sound weird. But anyways, oh. <laughs> I'm all over the place. The uh, in, in the wild, I mean, if a cantaloupe's growing and it rots, those seeds are going to just kind of right. grow up there. Exactly. So we don't need to overthink it, So I guess. they're growing. So that... That saved me a lot of time. <laughs> sure. So as I was sitting out in the front porch watching the birds frolicking safely, I was opening up my uh, May issue of Progressive Grocer, because I'm a nerd like that, and I still get uh, print. And I just want to kind of read this little thing called Basket Facts. 
It's how much is the average American household spending per trip on various household products versus a year ago in the same period. Okay. So $12.70 on all household items up 6.4% versus this time last year. So the price of all of it in general. Uh, aluminum foil, which we near and dear to our heart, five oh seven, five dollars seven cents is the average spend, up six point nine percent. So that's actually up. This one was interesting. Dish soap, four twenty nine, up nine point five percent. Wow. Yeah, and then um, multi purpose cleaners only up point seven, compared to a year ago. And I guess the household cleaners thing or multi purpose cleaners probably because. People went ham buying that stuff in 2020. True. Slow down a little bit in 21. And that, you know, that, that's probably why that disparity is there. But the dish soap, you know what? I just thought about it. Well, they're spending more on dish soap. Is that what they pay? No, that's what they spend. I bet you it's because folks are eating at home more than going out. True. So they're washing dishes. Well, I don't know. It wasn't a lot of going out to eat last year. Remember? COVID. That's a good point. Well, no, that's this. This is this year versus last year. Okay, that's gotcha, what I'm saying. Gotcha. Well, no, no, I see what you're saying though. You're saying they weren't going out to eat last year, right? And they're see, all right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> and then there was another thing called the generational snapshot, and they they kind of pointed out which generation is spending the most per trip on laundry detergent. So the greatest generation, which is the ones before boomers, they spend ten dollars and forty five cents on laundry detergent. Boomers spend eleven oh one, Gen Xers spend twelve oh eight, and then Millennials spend twelve twenty one. What do you think that is? I think, you know, the Boomers mm-hmm. and you know, older people. Yeah. Don't put like as much tons of it in there. You don't need to fill up that whole cap full of. That's a great point. Because you can wash your clothes. And if you just go through a second rinse cycle, the yeah. soap that comes back out of there. I think people don't under, I think they don't realize that they're not following directions. They're, they're wasting so a much money on that. A lot of it is that. wasted. I they're agree. just dumping it in there. And, you know, we've been through, you know, Tighter inflation times. in the yeah. past. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you kind of are a little more cognizant of, hey, I probably don't need that much. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. So, uh, millennials and, uh, other folks out there, read the directions. And a lot of people use vinegar and water and stuff like that to clean their windows. You know, it's not all about the Windex. That's true. Well, this was that one was specifically laundry detergent, though. Okay. And, gotcha. you know, and I think about pods, Tide Pods. I, I, I don't want Tide Pods. No. I just Something feels weird about having plastic floating around dissolving in the clothes. Cool. That's yeah, just weird. I'm so allergic to that anyway. Yeah. No, that would be scary. <laughs> no Tide in so, our house. Kind of just a little update on hiring in general. So the last couple of years, um, a lot of folks quit the retail business. It was referred or it's referred to as the great resignation. So that's caused a lot of staffing issues in, in the retail environment, right? Right. And I'm feeling it. Yeah. The industry's feeling it. Um, it is so hard to hire folks nowadays. And I guess the example I'll use is, and I've talked about it before, there's a, a hiring website called Indeed, mm-hmm. and I'll get applications from the same people that, and we'll call them, we'll email them, we'll 
follow up and we don't get a response. But then when we post another position, they'll apply for that too. And they just keep applying. And I, I really feel like they are just doing it just to say that they've applied for a job. Yeah. Because we, we had a, a leadership position open in my store that, that was open for probably almost 90 days. Mm-hmm. And we scheduled, or we, we, I'd say we got probably 40 total applications. We're able to make contact with probably 12 that would actually follow up and schedule an interview. And of those 12, we might have had six interviews, which is crazy. Well, like people just not showing up? Not showing up. I mean, to go to that extent where you're going to go ahead and schedule an interview and then not show up, that's just horrible. And especially like in smaller chains, you know, as we're going through these applications and you're seeing the same names pop up and they haven't showed up for interviews. Mm-hmm. What, what? Really? Yeah. Swipe left. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I guess it's just, it's a frustration on our end. You Absolutely. Know, it, it takes time to go through applications. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of folks, hardly any with retail experience. And you don't really have to have You retail. don't, but it, it does definitely help, especially yeah. if it's a leadership position in a oh, store. Yeah. You know, to have some kind of background knowledge in retail helps. Um, and you can tell. I mean, if you got folks that have, you know, they spent their last 12 years landscaping and then they come work in a retail environment, it's a big, big change. Huge. Big change. And just like, and I'm not saying it's any better or worse. I mean, if I was to go be a landscaper for eight hours or 10 hours a day, holy crap, I couldn't do that. <laughs> so I'm not like trying to discount anything. But I did want to, I think I told you this story a very long time ago, and it just popped up the other day, and it's probably weird that it popped up. But when I was about 21, I was a produce manager, and I had to terminate an associate. It's when I worked up in Concord, New Hampshire. I lived in Manchester, but I worked in Concord. It was probably about 20 minutes away up the highway. Right. And I had, I think it might have been my first termination, the first person I ever had to terminate. Oh, wow. And it went eerily well. <laughs> right? <laughs> so th- that happened like when the person first started their shift. I go throughout my work day, and this is, this is the time frame that I had my dream vehicle. It was a 1970 Chevelle. Oh, the, my God. The one I have pictures of. Yada, yes. Yada, yada. Let's not go there. No, let's go there. I love that car. So I go out to my little 70 Chevelle after work, and I get in. I shut the door. I look in the rearview mirror and I see the word payback <laughs> written backwards on the front of this guy's vehicle on his bug deflector. It was written backwards. So when I looked in my rearview mirror, it literally read that is payback. so creepy. It's not something I had to read or figure out. I mean, it was like payback. <laughs> and then I kind of like, okay, kind of looked up a little bit in the mirror and there was the dude I had terminated Oof. sitting in a, I think it was a blue Chevy pickup truck. And I was like, all right. Uh, I don't remember seeing that before, but I'm hoping he's had that on there a long time. Yes. So I get in my car. I'm in my car. I start it. I start backing out, and and I start to leave the parking lot. And there was a light at the end of the parking lot to turn. And look in the rearview mirror. Payback. Mm. Look, I'm like, okay, this is kind of weird. So I go on my little route to get on uh, Route 93. It's kind of like 95 up and down the East Coast, but it's uh-huh. 93. And I'm driving, and he's behind me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and I'm like, okay. 
So, and I knew he lived around the Concord area. I don't know if I remember this story. Well, so I'm driving and I'm like, all right, so what are you going to do, Walker? Uh, here was my thoughts. I was like, so I can just play it off and just see what happens. I can speed and hopefully get pulled over by the police. Right. And explain it and hopefully they believe me. Um, or I can like try to get them, get lost. Right. So I, I started speeding up. That, that's, I kind of went there because he didn't leave the highway like where he should have. Mm-hmm. So I started accelerating. And then I tried a scene out of the movies. Oh, there, my God. Well, I can't get in trouble for something happened 30 years ago now. Come on. <laughs> Come on. We weren't together back then. I was, I was young and stupid and crazy. <laughs> uh, now I'm old, stupid, and crazy. <laughs> yeah. But so I like put on my signal. I'm doing like 70 miles an hour. And I, turn, I put on my right turn signal like I'm going to get off on the exit. And the last minute, I swerve back onto the highway. Because I'm thinking this guy's in a pickup truck. Lo and behold, he did the same thing. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So then I'm thinking in my head, I'm going fast. This guy's staying on me. I'm in a Chevelle. I'm in a muscle car. He's in an old pickup truck. And then I started going, going in my head. This dude's probably been working on this engine all day. <laughs> putting, putting turbo parts on it. Working with the suspension. Uh, you know, and so I'm flying. I, I got up to, I know I was over a hundred oh and he was God. behind me, like right behind me. So you're doing a hundred miles an hour on the highway. Still got a payback thing staring at you. It, it was freaky deaky. And we didn't have cell phones oh, yeah. back then. So then I'm, I'm getting closer to my exit. I'm like, holy crap. Really? You always told me to cut my. I had off. it cut off. Oh no, you don't. I had it silenced. <laughs> People know I record at three o'clock. But anyways, <laughs> so I'm getting ready. I'm getting closer to my exit. I'm like, holy crap! I can't take my exit. I don't want him to come to my house. Really, I know. So I keep going past my exit, and finally, I was going, 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 and then I, I took an exit, and he kept going, on the highway. But it, it was a 25 to 30 minute harrowing situation. Did you ever see him again? No, but I know his name. I mean, I, I'm not going to say no, that. I, say I don't want him to come stalk me, but I, I totally, I only knew the dude for like two weeks, but I remember him. I, I could tell you, I could point him out if I saw him walking down the street because it was just that like scary. So the whole reason I'm telling you that is uh, we got to hold, hold people accountable for their jobs. Or for the job performance, right. right? Period, and, and that that did kind of impact me for a while. From you know, firing people, it made me think about you know, do I really need to be firing this person? Because there's a huge impact. Obviously, this guy lost his nerve or lost his mind when he got fired. And you got to think about folks have families, they got bills, they got responsibilities, and all that. Yeah. On the flip side of it, if people are not doing what they are getting paid to do, it is important that they're held accountable. 99.9% of the time, they terminate themselves right. with, with not actually getting, improving and doing what you're paying them to do. Well, plus you have staff that's paying attention to, hey, if this Phenomenal person point. isn't doing his job Phenomenal and point. nothing's happening. It brings down the morale of right, the store. Right. So it, it's a double-edged sword. So you just got to make sure the whole point of this. And you were young too. and Yeah. Well, I wasn't cocky or nothing with right. him, but and it was my first time. But, you, you know, that kind of always is in the back of my mind. Yeah. You know, if I do end up after somebody terminates their employment, I'm looking in that rearview mirror. 
And if I ever see that again, I'll probably lose my crap. Oh, no. Especially in the little small car I got now. <laughs> Maybe I can outlast them gas mileage-wise. <laughs> yeah. that, that's about it. So that's pretty much my rant for today. I'm, I'm all fired up and scared now, peeping around corners. Um, so I, I am trying to grow the podcast. So over the last couple of days, I found several more outlets that we could actually broadcast on. Um, I wasn't familiar with them. I just kind of did some research online. So we're now available on Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Um, I am going to try to get those links set up on the website. So if folks just go to walkerretailranger.com, they can click on any one of those to choose. Okay. I'm going to try to mess around with that this afternoon. But I thought that was pretty cool because (laughs) after I did that, uh, when I checked the analytics yesterday, we picked up somebody in Sweden. Oh. So aloha, Sweden. Uh, is it aloha? I'm just kidding. Aloha. It's actually Valkman. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I Googled that today. And I did jump on uh, like Swedish supermarkets. They're supermarkets. And there, I found an ad for one. Oh. And of course, it was, it was all in, I guess, Swedish. <laughs> so I did Google Translate and it was wild. I, I'm going to have to do a little bit more into that. Like I've, I've never really looked at foreign language uh, ads for a grocery store so that was kind of cool that might be a new hobby that would be interesting checking those out just seeing the descriptions of stuff yeah. there's a lot of fish like that i saw on that thing that I makes sense pretty big part of their diet yeah. over there so welcome in sweden and uh everybody else uh, our follower our, our downloads actually doubled after i put those five broadcasting okay. available. so that was kind of cool so we're just going to continue growing there so i appreciate everybody listening to us ramble uh, thank you, Liz, and thank you for this pizza you're about to rock. Really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited. I am too. My stomach's still growling. <laughs> I'm going to return this phone call here in a few. I, I should do it on the thing. No, I'm no, no. All right, y'all be good. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Peace. Hey, Retail Rangers, be sure to check out walkerretailranger.com. We're also on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, Overcast, Radio Public, and Pocket Casts. Unfortunately, we're no longer on SoundCloud as far as the, the newest episodes go because we apparently ran out of space. And I'm not trying to pay for it. Gas is 20 cents up. You know what I'm saying? So uh, anyways, appreciate your support. Catch you on the flip side. Peace. Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger.